Hello there, my name is Justin. I want to welcome you to the Sound University podcast with our very own creative freedom fighter, Vertical Jones. Hi guys, you're now listening to the Sound University podcast. This is episode seven, The Sound of Freedom, with yours truly, Vertical Jones. Back, episode seven, <clears throat> the sound of freedom. That right there, that song was called "Thank You," and it's by um, an amazing uh, R&B uh, artist by the name of Iron Gray, whom I'm privileged enough to be working on a project with. Uh, been working with him for the past few years, and uh, I look forward to continue continuing to bring the heat. Um, Iron Gray, uh, I think his Instagram is Your Grayness, which is dope, and I think his Twitter is something like Iron Gray One or something like that. Um, dope artist from Jersey, and uh, definitely one of the ones that's bringing the uh, the R&B back. I'm not gonna say the real R&B, but that's doing his own thing, and that's dope. You know what I'm saying we ain't gonna get into all of that. Um, old R&B, new R&B, what's true R&B, what's trap soul, all this stuff. We're just talking about somebody that has good music, you know what I'm saying? Iron Gray, shout out to the homie. Also, shout out to um, A Natural, which is an uh, amazing artist in his own right. Uh, also an engineer, uh, vocal producer, so he's amazing. Uh, shout out to the homie, A Natural. Episode 7, The Sound of Freedom. Uh, before we get into this, I just want to say um, my hearts and my prayers go out to uh, the people of Japan. I don't really watch the news, but the way that I know what's really happening in the world, I go on Twitter and I see what's trending. And if it's something that serious, it'll pop up. And right at the top, it had uh, Japan and I think Fukushima. And uh, it's, I said um, that... They just experienced a crazy earthquake and they're anticipating a tsunami, you know, as if they didn't uh, go through enough already. You know, they're anticipating another natural disaster. So the the prayers and uh, my heart goes out to the people of Japan. It's crazy. And it's I don't understand it. You know, nobody understands why things happen. These things happen. But, you know, we just pray that the, the casualties are minimized during uh, throughout this disaster. Uh, also, the last episode six was uh, the Kanye button, right? And we talked about humility and confidence. And, uh, you know, it was crazy. I had so many debates about this thing, which is good. It's, it started a conversation. But one thing that happened from the time that the Kanye button dropped, the real Kanye, Kanye West, Yeezy, had another one of his epic rants, right? So he's in San Diego at this concert, and he's, like, going off, right? So when I hear about it, once again, I'm on Twitter, 
and I see hashtag Yeezy's over or Yeezy's over party and all this stuff like Yeezy this Beyonce and Jay-Z and all this stuff and I just automatically thought about the Watchman syndrome right people are being distracted but then I, I listened to it and after listening to the rant I was like yo are people really listening to what he's saying or they just heard Jay-Z and Beyonce and just totally went crazy Oh, he's crazy. Kanye is crazy. And then I was getting ready to post something on Twitter, but I stopped myself. And it said something like, I watched the rant. I listened to it. And the comments that people have, you have to, you have to decide what side of the fence you're on. You know, a lot of people make these comments. A lot of them are artists themselves. And they say, oh, Kanye is crazy. He needs to sit down somewhere. Did you hear what he said, though, when he talked about the radio programmers and uh, it not being a level playing field? Like, he doesn't have to say any of that stuff. Like, he's actually talking for you, the creative. He's speaking for you. He doesn't have to. Those, those same politics that he talked about and he attacked, he can play those same games because he has the influence and the money to do, the, to do so. Now, I'm not going to speak on what else he said about not, like the personal relationships that he has. But the first part of the rant, when he was talking about the radio, he was like, yo, I got real people on radio and I got real, uh, real people that work up there and they have a real love and a real ear for music. And they want to play the hot stuff, but they can't because they got to feed their family and they got to follow suit. That's real. So if you're sitting there, you're like, oh, he's crazy. Don't be so quick to judgment, you know, like don't just hear celebrities names and just go crazy. You may want to just stop for a minute and really peep what's really going on. Kanye West is one of our freedom fighters. Now, he's not perfect and none of us are perfect, but sometimes you got to like read through the garbage and get what's good out of it and take that. You know what I'm saying? Anyhow. Episode 7, The Sound of Freedom. I told a lot of my friends that I would do 10 episodes of just perspective without going too deep about tips and strategies and hacks and things like that. But I, I figure I'd give you guys a little tip on uh, how to find your own sound, which is something that a lot of people don't know how to do. I recently found out how to do it after like almost 15 years after, you know what I'm saying after like 10 12 years of like grinding and performing and making records and album after album man being dope for all of this time according to what the people say oh that's dope oh that's dope oh that's dope oh, that's dope but in my heart knowing that something wasn't right but now I finally get it so I'm gonna share this these tips on uh, how to find your own sound, how to break out of that box. You know what I'm saying? So, what does freedom sound like to you? Uh, let's think about some examples of some artists that are free. You know what I'm saying? Uh, off the top of my head, I always think about Prince, right? But on the current, I think about somebody like Rari. Or somebody like Toro Toro Imoi, which is dope. 
I mean, I don't even know who that is, but he's dope. Uh, Miguel. Uh, when I first heard Janelle Monae, I thought that I don't know creatively where she is now in her journey. But when I first heard her and when I seen all that, I'm an alien from outer space. When I seen all that stuff, I was like, yo, she's out there. And the depth and all the layers, you know, it had like this science fiction thing and then it had this like woman power thing and then it had this this uh, black conscious thing in there. And then they had this, uh, it was just crazy. The layers, the layers, you know what I'm saying? Somebody like Andre 3000 is a free artist. Obviously, Kanye West is a free artist and also a free speaker. Um, so, how do you get to that point? Um, Bruno Mars, his album just came out. Album's crazy. 24 Karat Magic is a certified hit. The moment I heard it, I just knew, like, ooh, he did he, like I'm saying, like, he did it again. The kids love it. Everybody loves it. But he's a free artist. When you see him perform, he's performing in his truth. He's performing in that freedom. You know what I'm saying? So how, how do you get to that point where you can create in your freedom, where you can have your own sound? Um, I was talking to um, a friend of mine. I think it was Damore. And I was saying how... He was saying he was listening to this Rihanna song and it really resonated. Like he really was feeling like this sound on this particular song was really popping. You know what I'm saying? I just was like, yo, that's crazy. Cause I was listening to a Sun Lux song called You Don't Know Me. And I was like, man, my man Hef was driving down Elizabeth Avenue. And I it, that beat was so crazy. I felt like I wanted to crash my car. Now, what's crazy about that is, um, Everybody hears different things. Different things resonate with different people, right? Different things hit you in different ways. So he's listening to a Rihanna song, and it's just hitting him like, ooh, this is crazy. I'm listening to this, like, experimental, crazy track, and I'm feeling like this right here is everything. You may be listening to a dance hall song, and you may be feeling like this right here is like, this is life. You know what I'm saying? So I told them, all of the artists, everybody has a different ear. Different things affect them differently. So my thought is, everybody's music should sound different. The only way your music sounds like somebody else's is because you're mimicking, you're copying. You know, you know I think we talked about something like that in The Great Pretender. Also in The Watchmen Syndrome. We're copying the people that we like and we look up to, right? When everybody, um, we're going to talk about, we're going to go in, into it in depth. Um, everybody has their own thing and a certain six things that we're going to talk about that make up uh, the characteristics of your sound, right? That would assure you that your sound sounds different than everybody else's. Now, you may be in the same ballpark. But it shouldn't sound exactly like anybody else's sound. Like the, the type of thing that we hear today, like Kanye talked about on the radio, on a rant the other day about the radio, right? So the first thing, um, one of the, the characteristics of your own sound is your culture. All of us, we make this funny thing about America and with Trump winning and talking about making America great again. And a lot of us as uh, 
people of color think about that as a, a very racist statement making America great again we're going to go back to a time when you guys were uh, valued even less than you are now which is even hard to believe but um, the reality of America is uh, America is a melting pot everybody that's here other than the indigenous people uh, the Native Americans we call them or the indigenous people everybody else came here on ships <laughs> everybody else you know the Jews the, uh, the Italians the, uh, the, the, the Arabs the uh, Irish everybody everybody came here from somewhere else now we didn't come here as black people we came here not by choice but we came here by ships right why am I talking about that because everybody came from somewhere your culture you may be you may have people from Ireland there's certain music in Ireland there's certain customs in Ireland you may be from South Africa there's certain things you do there's certain rhythms I was talking to my brother Reef about Timbaland and a lot of his influences believe it or not come from India and Timbaland is my favorite producer. So I dissect and I study him and I, I, I look at his natural rhythm and it's very similar to the rhythm of the people that are, are native to India, right? Bangalore and all of these places where the these talented, uh cultured musicians are in the street just rocking out, playing their hand drums and all of these things, right? You may be West Indian. Now the crazy thing is, um, one of the things that helped people like Buster Rhymes and Biggie was the fact that they were West Indian, that they had that rhythm. I learned one of my mentors is uh, Jamaican, and he showed me so much about texture and about flow and about how to use words and word placement and things like that. What, what happens is we are so caught up in trying to mimic that we don't understand all of these jewels that we have that can make up a sound that's so different and so dope. We don't know how to do it, though. So the first thing we talk about is culture. Where are you from? Where's your family from, right? You may have family from um, Italy. And there are certain customs and certain things about Italy that, um, or that about Italian people that... Um, that you can throw into this pot. We're going to take all of these six things. We're going to throw them into a pot. We're going to mix them up. And then your sound is going to come out. Okay. So the first thing is culture. Right. The second thing is your upbringing. Right. I grew up in a Christian home. Right. My, I'm a PK. So a, a preacher's kid. So my mother and my father were ministers. But they also like music. So we have the windings. And we have commission. And we be in a car playing commission. And the wine is, but the shift is, um, my father also played Robbie Duke. He also played Michael Franks, right? I also knew who Paul Simon was. Also, he also played New Edition, you know, when I was young. And I also went to a Word of Faith church, which is now like a Joel Olstein, those big churches that are primarily white. And the praise and worship experience is different. It's not the it's not the gospel that you hear on like Sunday's best and all these things like uh Mary Mary and uh all of these people. Um 
the praise and worship experience is different. It's kind of like Hillsong. The praise and worship almost sounds like Coldplay, right? It's really dope, but it's different. So when you when you look at my sound, some of these things are in it just because it's a part of my makeup. You know what I'm saying? Number two, the upbringing. How did you grow up? I remember Jay-Z was talking about his mom always played or they always had soul music playing in the house. So what happened in, on one of his on his breakout album, he bought the soul back. You know what I'm saying? Because it was already there. It was already there laying dormant in him. It was part of his makeup, right? Number two, the upbringing. Yo, it's so important and it's so crazy because you may be overlooking something. You may be looking like, damn, yo, what's the next wave? Like, wh what's the next thing I need to, you know what I'm saying, go at? And you don't understand that it's inside of you already, right? Three, location. Where do you live? Now, you may think, okay, upbringing and location. I was thinking that they're kind of the same, but they're not. Because let's say you're from, your family is from Jamaica, right? And you grew up in the South, so you have certain customs. But now you live in uh, California. Now you live in L.A. All of that is different, but all of that goes into your makeup. For me, I grew up in Newark. You know what I mean? Newark, New Jersey, Brick City, you know, Red Man, uh, uh, Queen Latifah, uh, Wyclef, uh, Wolves in the Underground, to name a few. Or if you want to really get busy, Paul Simon was also born in Newark, which also has a lot to do with my sound. Like, Paul Simon is probably one of the, f the people that I would be compared to. And not only is he from Newark, he was born in a hospital that I worked at, right? Location. Where do you live? Some of the characteristics about where you live. If it's really cold, that may play a part. You may, you may have, uh, if you're from New York, you may be, have experiences like being on a train and certain things. Like if you're from the, uh, if you're an 80s baby or a 70s baby, hip hop was a huge thing for you the whole being on the train and watching the graffiti and the break dances in the subway and all of these things may play a part in the way you put together your music number three location right Whew. number four the ear uh earlier we talked about uh, when i talked about my boy demore and the rihanna song and me with the sun luck song certain things right certain things just hit you Throughout the course of your whole life, every song that you've ever heard, every sound, every jingle, every commercial, every melody that you've ever heard that you liked has been kind of stored in this hidden uh, hard drive in the back of your mind. And it's there. You just have to trust that it's there. For me, I was writing a song for an album of mine. I think it was called Sketches, right? And... uh. I was working on a bridge and the melody that came out was from like Laverne and Shirley or something. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that melody that I heard. That melody just came back uh, when I was a kid all these years later. Another time I got an album called Rise of the Fallen and I have a song with Cher called um, You Haven't Seen the Last of Me. And the melody that I used on the lead, I think it was from like the Reading Rainbow or something now. 
You're talking about, I was probably like first, second grade. Now, you're talking about like 20-something years back. This melody came all the way back to the present and jumped in my, in my beat. So the ear, everything that you heard, it may be a commercial. It may be the uh, blockbuster video. Wow, what a difference. Now, you may be writing a song and that da-da-da-da-da-da. That may pop back up and it sounds crazy now, but that melody be the very thing that you need to finish that song or whatever, right? So the ear, throughout the course of your whole life, there's melodies, there's jingles, there's ringtones, there's songs, the ice cream truck song. Anything that you heard that resonated is stuck, right? And you have to trust that that's there. You also add that in the pot as a part of your makeup. So, so far we have culture, upbringing, location, and then we have the ear. Now, the fifth one is the message or the purpose or a lot of the motivational speakers like uh, Eric Thomas or E.T. talks about the why. Why do you do it? You know what I'm saying? Like for me, um, creative freedom is a big thing for me. And I have this thing when I say I'm the best at, be I'm the best at being me. And I never apologize. I can't apologize for being myself and all of these things. And a man without a purpose is worthless. I have all these little sayings that that I use that carry me throughout the course of my career. You know what I'm saying? Like for certain people, um, Kanye West clearly has a message and a purpose for why he does what he does. Um, you know what I'm saying? So why do you do what you do? What's the message? Uh, somebody that has message in their music or not just a message in their music but why they do it somebody like Macklemore right he always has an underlying message or purpose to why he's doing what he's doing he has this song about I don't know if it was about his brother or something like prescription drugs and the the, the, the boy was addicted to prescription drugs and it was crazy and it really hit home so the why um, why do you do what you do? Why are you doing music? It's a, it's an underlying reason why you're so passionate and why you love music so much. It may be like you were sad, you was depressed growing up, and you know what I'm saying music was your outlet, music was your way to get away. So your why, your message, your purpose, right? Throw that also into the pot. Uh, the last thing, and I'm sure there was more, but for right now we're gonna stick with six personality. What kind of person are you? Now, this plays a part. I, I think before we talked about DMX, right? And you can tell his music is a direct representation of the kind of person that he is. When he's talking, you know what I'm saying? When he's rapping or he's doing whatever. But if you listen to him talk, he's that person. Like, those attributes um, are added into his music. What kind of person are you? Are you a, are you an introvert? Um, I I heard this real dope. It was a real dope quote or something that Kid Cudi was talking about about the power of being an introvert. Later on, we're gonna talk about a collaboration in perspective. That's gonna be one of the upcoming ones, which is gonna be crazy. But what kind of person are you? Are you an introvert? Are you a loud person? Are you a funny person? Like somebody like Nori was always funny in his music. By the way, Nori is one of my favorite rappers of all time. One of my uh, influences growing up when I started putting my songs together, like, you know what I'm saying? But uh, Nori was funny. So he always had added that humor um, in his music. So 
what kind of person are you? You have to consider that in what kind of music are you making. Like, if you're uh, a loud, funny, uh, forceful kind of person or have that kind of explosive personality and your music is mad calm and quiet, that's kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you need to be doing something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, personality. So, we're going to go back over it one more time. Culture. Um, where it talks about your nationality and some of the, the... When I think of culture, I think of flavor, right? So, you can have a, you can have a piece of chicken, right? Depending on where you're from in the world... You're going to treat that chicken. You're going to cook that chicken differently. You may put curry on it. You know, you may put salt, pepper. You may put paprika. You may put all kinds of different stuff. You may bake it, fry it, grill it, all kinds of stuff you can do, right? So that's when we talk about culture and flavor. What kind of flavor, right? Up, upbringing. What are some of the things that... Uh, routines and some of the things that you, you guys did growing up, like your parents say, you're na- in the neighborhood or at the lunch table, you used to beat, beat it on the table and freestyle. That may be part of the thing. Like, you got to think of somebody like Timbaland that's always beatboxing. You have to imagine Timbaland at lunch. And he always beatboxing. And all that crazy stuff, right? You got to imagine Timberland at the lunch table, beatboxing and Missy freestyling. You got to see that them as kids. So that has to play a part in your music, right? Uh, location, where you from, right? If you're from Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? There are certain things that you did. There are certain streets. There are certain lingo. All of these things play a part in your music and your sound, right? Then the, the ear. Right when we talked about things that resonate, it could be a melody, it could be a, a cartoon, it could be a theme show. I remember, uh, I think it was the early 2000s. Cam was using all of these like TV show theme songs and making songs out of facts of life and all this stuff. Right? Uh, the message, the purpose, the why is number five, and number six, the personality. Okay. Um, so what happens is. You consider all of these things, and I have a, a course that I'm putting together, guys, that I want you to really uh, wait for, and I'm going to show you how to take all of these elements, all of these things that come a part of your creative makeup, and how to merge them, right, and do what I call genre bending. Now, I was saying genre bending like five years ago. I've recently seen it on uh, Spotify as like a playlist, so that's cool, as long as it gets out. But I'm going to um, show you how to do this, um, but um, I just want you guys to listen to this, make a list if you have to, consider these things, and uh, I'm going to do a part two, but let's just start, let's get the ball rolling now, I know a lot of artists haven't even heard this yet so i want you guys to go from episode one two three i want y'all to go through all that it's so important that you guys get these concepts before we start breaking this stuff down because i'm going to show you how to go into logic and how to make one of these beats like your own sound in 10 minutes you know what i'm saying and it be dope too and you go from nothing to having that beat started 
and getting ready to start writing that song to get that demo or that uh, that rough draft of that record uh, recorded. But we can't get there until we start understanding all of these concepts, right? The Watchman Syndrome, the Great Pretender, the thing, the whole thing about the myth about the studio, uh, necessity or overkill, uh, the Kanye button, all these things about confidence and all of these elements that we need that I wish. See, the whole point of this thing is like, if you can run into yourself 10 years ago, what would you say to yourself? What have you learned? See, the problem I have with podcasts is they're great. I love uh, Drink Champs. I love uh, all of these podcasts, Tax Stone and all of these uh, podcasts that give these great interviews with these artists. But my problem with the artists is you got... 100,000, 500,000, maybe 3 million singers, rappers around the world that listen to this stuff for answers, for keys. You guys don't give keys. I know there's a song, I Got the Keys. There's a few little tips in there. Ain't nobody breaking this stuff down. Nobody's saying, yo, if you want to get in, you need to avoid this because when I came up, I did this and now you don't have to do it. It's very few. It's people like Troy Ave. And Ryan Leslie and uh, Rory and uh, it's a, it's a few. Uh, who else? A uh, Chance the Rapper talks about the whole independent game. Uh, Young and May said some things. Uh, shout out to Young and May. Shout out to Chance the Rapper. I think the the, the top three records on Urban Radio are all, all independent. So shout out to y'all. But nobody's giving away keys. So this is what we're doing. I'm like, if I can run into myself at 19. I would be dropping all these jewels so I can avoid a lot of the headache that I had to go through. You know, being signed to a label at 18 and not knowing what I was doing, not knowing nothing about paperwork. So take advantage of this, all right? Episode 7, The Sound of Freedom. Um, let's, uh, let's start to begin to... Uh, Wrap our minds around this idea of having our own sound. Like, wait, a, wait a minute. I'm from Trinidad. Maybe I could put this little rhythm in there. And I remember when I was growing up, we had this little bebop thing we used to do at the, at the uh, lunch table. Maybe I could mix this up. And that's how this works. You just start taking these elements from where you're from and where you're at and uh, you know your culture and your personality, you just start mixing up like you just like you're cooking. Like this gumbo that we talked about in the last episode. And before you know it, you got something. And the way that you know that you got something, because you'd be unsure about it. You'll be like, yo, I don't know, man. This don't sound like nothing. But man, that's that's it right there. You you know, my problem with music is like there's let's say there's twenty let's say there are fifteen genres. There should be so many genres and subgenres. But there's not. It's like everybody's just like stuck either repeating the past or imitating whatever's the wave. We got got to do a part two. It's too much. Let's start with these six things. You know what I'm saying? And let's let's go back. And, uh, you know, if you guys have any questions, uh, you can go to thesounduniversity.com. And you can go to the comments, leave some comments, uh, leave some feedback, and let's continue. Because, I, I, I mean, my goal is to really help. 
I've been given all of this information and all of these perspectives, and you're not going to hear it nowhere else. So hit me. You know what I'm saying? If you want to hit me directly, if you need some some advice about something, hit me on my super phone, uh, 201-987-9490. You know what I'm saying? Hit me on the super phone, and uh, I just want to help. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I want to be compensated for my help. But for right now, let's just build this thing. Let's start the conversation, and let's grow. This is episode seven, Sound of Freedom. The Sound University Podcast is a learning community dedicated to the growth and evolution of today's independent recording artists. We endeavor to gather the most effective tips, tools, and hacks to make life easier for today's recording artists. 